Welcome into another episode of Mic'd Up with Mellow and Big Country, brought to you by Mid-America RV. Why work from home when your office could be in Yellowstone? Mid-America RV is your gateway to adventure with their diverse selection of travel trailers, fifth wheels, teardrops, and toy haulers. They have the right size RV for any vehicle, all covered by their exclusive RV warranty forever. Game days, remote work, getaways, and family vacations are all better in an RV from Mid-America RV. Experience travel like you never have before. Find out more at MidAmericaRV.com. Absolutely. Next up is going to be Downtown Lou. Make sure you visit them right here in the heart of Joplin, Missouri on 1st and Main. They do specialize in tires and lube, but they are much more than that. So be sure to visit their website at DowntownLube.com for the full list of services. Not a matter of if, a matter of when you're going to need that oil change and those tire service. So make sure you get that taken care of right here in Joplin and downtown Loop. And welcome, as I said, to another episode of Mic'd Up. Uh, it feels good to be back talking about football again because we're halfway through the NFL season, which is going by incredibly fast. Yeah, I was talking to someone today about the college football season. I was like, mm-hmm. man, like Michigan-Ohio State's three weeks away. Yep. And it's like, oh my gosh, the college football season's almost over. Like it, just, yeah. it felt like it just started in the NFL season. Like mm-hmm. the Chiefs are on their bye week that, for me, that signified the middle of the season. And then, you know, after the matchup with the Dolphins this weekend, it was like, okay, like, yeah, this is this is flying by. And it felt like it, it took is. forever to get here, and now it's just gone. Mm-hmm. It's like it's the bittersweetness of the NFL mm-hmm. season. Like, once it gets here, September, you're, like, all excited. And then yep. before you know it, it's November. Yeah. And, like, now your teams have kind of solidified. And in college football, I keep – I wrote about it this weekend. I keep waiting for a Heisman Trophy guy. To just like emerge and be like, I'm going to win the Heisman Trophy. I'm the dude. Mm-hmm. It has not happened yet in college no, football. It, it does not. Like maybe like Penix from Washington because like mm-hmm. he had a good weekend. But like when you really look at the game and watch it, it's like, I don't know, that was Johnson, the running back, who just led them right. throughout that entire game. And, man, that was a heck of a ball game to watch. That's the first time I've truly watched Washington from start to finish. Oh, yeah. You, Boy, you're a, a believer now. Oh, that's a real deal. That's a real deal. <laughs> yeah. I've been shitting on them all year. I've been doing to them what you did to TCU last year. And I'm uh-huh. maybe this is my kiss of death and kind of like, thank God, Texas, game, yeah. you know, let them sneak in. But, yeah. I mean, Washington up and down the board just was like they won every category mm-hmm. in that football game. It was nuts. Yeah, and Penix is a guy that I've been watching a lot too, like keeping my eye on him. Like, is he going to have his breakout game? Yeah. He had a great game against Oregon, and then the next week played Arizona State. It was awful. Mm-hmm. Like So, like, does he deserve the Heisman? Caleb Williams has actually played great, Yeah, better than he did last year. I don't think he's going to win it. He's though. had more turnovers, which is kind of you know the argument against him. But at the same time, it's there's still not anybody else out there really dominating. Mm-hmm. Like maybe is it, is it Jaden Daniels at LSU? He's yeah. up there. But even then, like you got they've got so many losses that you kept up with Alabama for a little bit, and then when they decided to turn it on, they blew you out. You know the final mm-hmm. score. I don't think represents exactly what that ball game was. But at the same time, it's like oh, that's not going to help your resume at all for yeah. Heisman. Yeah, and a guy that we talked about a couple of weeks ago, J.J. McCarthy, I still don't see it. I don't think he's a Heisman guy. I know that Michigan is up there ranked very highly. Mm-hmm. Congratulations on having a quarterback and being undefeated. Like Those are pretty much the only things that he has checked the box for. Penix has been good. Caleb Williams has been good. Bo Nix is a sneaky candidate. But he lost to Michael Penix in Washington. Yeah, It's like that's going to hurt but him. They've like meet up in the Pac-12 championship. Does that overrule that? Um, no, because Heisman voting ends before that. Oh, it does, doesn't it? Yeah, which is just stupid. They, the Heisman should be in January. 
Yeah, I understand that, that like a hundred years ago when they started this, this yeah. the the season ended in like late November and then you voted on the Heisman Trophy winner. It doesn't anymore. It has extended, mm-hmm. and even bowl games, the national championships, well into January, maybe even close to February, and you're still voting for the Heisman Trophy in late November. Um, another guy, Marvin Harrison Jr. He's who I keep holding my breath waiting for. Like, if he has a huge game, if he has a pretty big game against Michigan. But like a, a big touchdown, he's mm-hmm. going to win the Heisman. He's going to come out of nowhere and win the Heisman Trophy. But, I mean, who knows if that even happens. Michigan could have all their signs and just run the table against Ohio State, <laughs> uh, which is I we thought we were going to start talking about the NFL. But Michigan is something that we've been talking about a lot lately. Um, and the NCAA sent them a letter today saying that they were going to join in um, in the investigation and see what is going on with this Connor Stallions guy who's showing up on opposing team sidelines, uh, maybe wearing like some Google glasses and watching people, or maybe it's Facebook, I don't know, some big media company and recording sidelines. It's They're just with his sunglasses or like mm-hmm. an actual. Yeah. What? Yeah, it's those uh, glasses that have like the camera in them. No. And so, yeah, you haven't seen this? No, I guess Dude I have is, it. He is at a central, <laughs> central Michigan game, and he is in all Central Michigan gear. And he's wearing sunglasses at night, which is like, some people do it. Yeah. I don't. Some cool, people do. Cool people. Yep. But you can see like a little blue dot that's reflecting on the sunglasses that looks mm. like maybe it's a camera lens and he's recording. And it's against Michigan State. So like there's a reason why he would yeah. be there. And it's just, it's so fishy. I really like any coach that gets interviewed about it, it's like, yeah, it's kind of scummy. It's really not that big of a deal. Yeah, like I, who was, there was a Big Ten coach that just absolutely threw a fit. It was a Purdue coach that just went off about it. Probably, since and they just, just played. Yeah, I was just kind of like, I mean, you're probably going to lose the game anyway. I don't think it makes that much of a difference. But at the same time, I'm saying, if this guy's wearing sunglasses that record and he's wearing them at a night game, that means you have to watch your sideline the entire game. You don't get to watch that football game. Because hey, they don't want a recording of you looking up and down the field. And checking you see out a hot girl on the stand yeah. like, oh, sh- hey, I got a job, I got a job, I got a job. That's just not going to happen at a college football game. They're everywhere. Yeah. So I'm saying this. He earned that paycheck. Yeah. I mean, props to you, my guy. You go in there undistracted, locked in on the signal callers just to help your program win. And you doing what you got to do. Like, it, I almost give him a round of applause for that. It kind of sucks, too, because guys like Jim Harbaugh are going to be like, I had no idea. Nope. Didn't know he was doing that. Yes, you did. You totally knew. And even the Central Michigan coach, Jim McElwain, it has already came out and been like, I had no idea that guy was on the sideline. How? How do you not know? He is in full Central Michigan gear, like has matching shoes, the same polo, similar hats. How do you not know that that dude's on your sideline? If somebody gave him permission. Who's and, the assistant coach over here wearing sunglasses? Right. Who's this guy on my staff that I've never seen before? And it gets a little bit more fishy because McElwain worked at Michigan while Stallions was there. Mm. So, like an elaborate scheme. So now we now we've built relationships. That's called networking, <laughs> right? It's hard to be mad at Michigan. It hasn't happened. Like if it was Texas or it happened in Texas, I'd probably be mad or whatnot. But at the same time, it's just like someone else is doing this in some way, shape, or form. Like, I think just, it might have been. No, there's no way they're not. It might have been Deion Sanders this week. It was like, hey, you're trying to get that edge any way you can. Like they probably went about it the wrong way, but yeah. 
Awesome. So it's like, so what are you doing, Dion? Like, how are you getting <laughs> that edge? You just ride yourself out there now. I think that's the thing too with college coaches. There's probably others doing it too. Just like the, you know, before we had NIL, people would be like, hey, look into their program about mm-hmm. how they're spending their money. Don't look into my program. <laughs> hey, but shut like, up. Yeah, look over there. And it was kind of that coach's fraternity of like, we're going to blow the whistle on each other. Yeah. Because we're all doing the same stuff. Mm-hmm. And that's probably what's going on with the sign-stealing stuff, too. That's why none of these Big Ten coaches are, like, really <laughs> out there being like, yeah, go investigate Michigan. Stay out of my locker room. It's over there, though. <laughs> Don't come here. <laughs> yeah. Don't come in the shoe, please. Uh-huh. And then speaking of Ohio State, they were ranked uh, number one last week in the college football playoff poll. That was kind of a surprise to me to have them ranked mm-hmm. number one. Uh, I thought that they would both Michigan and Ohio State would be ranked in the top four, but I was a little surprised to see Ohio State as the number one team. I, I guess you're just in, like, trying to put a chip on Michigan's shoulder. I don't, I don't really get the. I guess I don't either, Maybe the the committee kind of punishing Michigan for the allegations that are there, anyways, because you know you hear everyone say it was like, oh, they're going off, you know, Ohio State's resume because they beat Penn State and they mm-hmm. beat Notre Dame. Like, okay, beating Notre Dame this year is just like Notre Dame in the name. Like, they've gotten mm-hmm. beat by other teams. They just lost to Clemson. They just lost to Clemson well. bad. So it's just maybe that shouldn't hold as much stock as what the committee is putting into it. Because, like, when you watch Ohio State, like, all their games have been decently close in terms of the fact that, like, you're not seeing that explosiveness that you would see a number one team have. Example, Georgia. Like, Georgia is continuing mm-hmm. to be Georgia. It was a close matchup against Mizzou this weekend. Again, you know, I think it's about three years in a row that Mizzou's kind of held in there, but you just have one stupid play that costs you the ball game, and that's the thing with Mizzou's quarterback. He's going to give you just enough hope to think that you have a chance to win the game, and he's going to say, watch this. Well, it's kind of the same, stupid interception. same thing It's LSU. Yes. Man, they're right there in it. Pick six. Costly interception at the end of the game. Yep. Yeah, I like what Mizzou's building. I'm glad that they've found some success this year. Um, I think their coach, Drinkwitz, was maybe even a little bit on the hot seat. Yeah, I know talking to a lot of Mizzou fans in our area before the season, it's like he's got to do something this year. If he doesn't, it's time for him to go. I think he's done enough to keep his yeah. job. I was gonna say, this goes back to then who do you bring in? Who do you bring into Mizzou mm-hmm. to immediately change things around? Because that's not going to happen. You're, you're going to yeah. need some consistency there, especially if you're going to try and take advantage of this transfer portal. And mm-hmm. I think that's probably going to have to be the way Mizzou finds success going forward because their recruiting class is the worst in the SEC right now. Like it is, it was not good coming into their heading into next year for them at this point in time, I should say. And Drinkwitz keeps getting recruits though. Mm-hmm. I don't know what their team. class looks like. I never look at. I had a classes come that this done. weekend, so I'm taking his word for it. He was just like, "We have the worst recruiting class going into next year in the SEC." <laughs> the worst recruiting class in the SEC might be the best class they've ever had, though. You might be onto something. <laughs> Yeah. We'll <laughs> um, but in the college football season, it is crazy how fast it is going by. We're sitting here. It's November 6th. You've got about three weeks of college football left. Mm-hmm. It's it's actually kind of sad. And it's also like just how close everything is, too, in terms of the, the first four teams outside of the top four, right? Like so mm-hmm. Out of the top eight teams, you're like – you're sitting here looking at, okay, like Oregon's wanted a team to make a mistake. Alabama's wanted a team to make a mistake. Texas has wanted a team to make a mistake. Yeah. But when it comes down to Michigan and Ohio State, does that one loss then kick mm-hmm. them out of the playoff? Or is it, well, you lost to the, team, the other team that's in the playoff here. Right. So you're both still in. Mm-hmm. Then that just leaves Georgia, them two, and who's going to be the fourth? It's hard to argue Florida State if they continue to win out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's the tough one. Yeah, as a Texas fan, I was actually looking at it today. Because you look at the top five teams – 
You've got Ohio State, Georgia, Michigan, Florida State, Washington. They're all undefeated, and they all look really good. One of them will lose. They have to in Michigan and Ohio State. And then if you're a Texas fan like me and you, you need another team to lose in there yeah. somewhere. Uh, but you almost like it doesn't need to be an SEC school. <laughs> you yeah. need Washington to play really bad and lose a game. I mean, they or play Florida Utah State. this next week. Mm-hmm. And here's the thing. Kyle Whittingham in Utah, Kirk Herbstreit said it last week. Curb Herb Street, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. If you remember, Throwback. Hey-o. If you know, you know. Um, but it's still, he goes on to say, is like, if you're Washington after this tough, this tough fought win against Ohio or against USC, he's like, the last thing you want to face is Utah and Kyle Whittingham. Mm-hmm. That's exactly what you have next week, and you have to find a way to rest up. Because USC did find success at getting after the quarterback at times and getting to Penix, but then at other times it was, okay, hey, he's just able to do whatever he wants. And with Utah, they're going to establish the run. They're going to be physical on defense, and they're just going to eat away at the clock. And then they're just going to let their guys go make plays. And that's what's, make, what's made Utah so special these last couple of years in being able to beat USC multiple times, hanging in there against Ohio State in the Rose Bowl when you're dealing with injuries and you have a, you know, a four-string running back playing corner and you got guys just playing in spots they're not used to. Utah still finds a way to compete at a very high level and for some reason, they just continue to be overlooked on a national level and getting that recognition. But I think they could be the team that walks into Washington and goes, yep, we're here. Like, we still own the Big 12. Like, they've won it the last two years. They're going to – hopefully they beat Washington. That's kind of my hope and what I'm predicting with it this weekend. Utah comes out with the W. The game is in Washington, which is going to hurt your Utah fandom. Mm-hmm. But it is – Utah can go into anywhere and upset yeah, I mean, they Anyone. did USC, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and they're, they're always a good team, and they do. They run the ball so well this year. And for Washington, after this, they've got Utah this weekend. Or sorry, yeah, Utah this weekend. Then Oregon State, which is another tough game. That's at Oregon State. That's going to be a tough one for them to win. And then uh, Washington State to end the season. I, they probably win that one. You're going to get excited about your rival, and you're not going to overlook them. But that's a tough Stretch of three games for Washington to end the season. And then if they make it to the Pac-12 championship, which they probably will, I think that there's a good chance they face Oregon again. I think they're another one of those conferences that did away with divisions. It's like, now can you go beat Oregon again on a neutral field? Yeah. Because you barely beat them at home. Mm-hmm. So, like, things are kind of looking up for Texas fans. But if Oregon beats Washington, Oregon's in. Yeah. Which they should be. For sure. Because they've looked really I would love good. if both of them made it in. Loki have bets on both teams to make it in the playoffs. Oregon and Texas? Yep. You do have a bet on Texas to make the playoffs. I do. Yep. Well, it's funny Thank I put God. on a bet in the last two years. <laughs> Whoa. <bucks. laughs> I'd like to get that back. <laughs> but, yep. Uh, and Alabama looks really good right now, yeah. too. The team that Texas beat. And thank God they did because that's yeah. like Texas's whole resume is, well, they beat Alabama. And that was the thing coming into the year, too, is like, Steve Sarkeesian has no excuse for Texas not to be, like, really good and win the Big 12 this year. Like, you you smoked Oklahoma last year, so maybe it was kind of, like, overlooking them essentially. But Oklahoma just does what Oklahoma does in Texas and just ruins every bit of excitement that they have. But that win over Alabama really is the only thing they have because Texas ends the year. They just had a close game against Kansas State. You do not like that. But I believe they end the year here against Texas Tech, Iowa State, um, and then – one other team here that slipped in my mind. But, like, Texas' remaining schedule, you should win out. Like, you, sh- you should end the season with one loss and be on your way. 
but you've also got to find a way to just dominate and blow the rest of these teams out. You mm-hmm. cannot continue to just hang in there and play down to your competition yep. level because the committee is going to look at that and say, well, this resume is not really that good outside of Alabama. That was at the beginning of the year. Alabama's mm-hmm. a different team, and so are you guys. Sorry, you just missed the cut. Yeah, because they end the year with TCU, Iowa State, and Texas Tech. Mm-hmm. And any, any of those teams could upset Texas. Like, Sadly, Texas yeah. Tech, I mean. They always level. overlook. Yep. Yep, they always overlook teams. Thankfully, they get Texas Tech at home uh, because, yeah, that is playing in Lubbock. If that's a night game, it is. That, that would have been a loss. Oh, easily. <laughs> From recent experience, I shouldn't even say recent. That was two thousand eight. Damn. But yeah, yes. <laughs> a long time ago. Golly, actually, man. Yeah. Uh huh. Did something happen in two thousand twelve? Because two thousand eight still feels like it was four years ago. I know. I think that's just what getting old feels like. Is it? Mm-hmm. I don't ever remember my grandma being like, so, "Man, nineteen seventy seven feels like it was yesterday." <laughs> <laughs> but she probably was. I was at a basketball game nah, this weekend. Got man, lot of drugs there. <laughs> <laughs> no shame. Yeah, love you, unit. <laughs> I was at a basketball game this weekend, and I ran into a girl that I knew from like high school, mm. and just like said, "Hey, what's up?" to her, and then I heard her talking about somebody else, and she's like, "Well, I've been out of school for twenty years," and I thought in my head, "No, you haven't." And then I remembered how old I am, yeah. thirty-six. So, oh shit. She's been out of school for 20 years. Man, I'm out of school 10 years <laughs> next May, like this coming May, and that is like a fuck. <laughs> right? Yeah. Like, I'm even sitting here doing the math. Like, is that is that actually true? Have I been out of school for almost 20 years? I don't feel that old. Good, man. That's hey, good to hear if, because if the last a young couple kid, years, you guys are me, like, 28-year-old, you're old. I'm like, help me out. If you're a young kid and you're still listening to this, Go get them, because 36, 36 is not that old. When it's I was 18, not, yeah. I thought 36 was old. Like, I probably have a career. I'm probably close to retirement, like, figuring that out. <laughs> Definitely yep. a millionaire. Nope. <laughs> no, people don't age like they used to. Watch the Golden Girls. They're like 55. People don't age like they used to. 36 is still, it's pretty young. A lot of people are saying that. It's pretty young. I mean, it is, though. Like, truly, once you get 40, though, like, ugh. Yeah, you really just bottom 40, that's out. downhill. You know what I mean? They yep. used to say, like, downhill from here, 50. That's... 40 is a new 50. Yeah, for sure. For sure. And if you're 40 and listen to this, I hope you know. We're talking about you. Ouch. Your back probably hurts. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, we did want to talk about the NFL as well because we're halfway through that season, uh, which, again, just sounds crazy that we're halfway through the NFL season. We're into November, uh, and we wanted to look at some midseason awards. The MVP award, I think, is a really interesting one. I was even looking at the odds. It's kind of crazy. The just on bet MGM, the odds on favorite to win the award is still Patrick Mahomes. And as much as I love him and you do too, mm-hmm. I don't, I don't see it. I don't see it I at don't all. I get it, man. I watched that game. <laughs> like I put my pick in and so did you. And then I went and looked at what the odds mm-hmm. were. I, I didn't pick him. I don't think that he's, what are we missing? I love him. I don't think he's top three. He's not top five, <laughs> right? I mean, throwing Christian McCaffrey, you know, throwing some yes. other position players in it because, like, it can't just be quarterbacks right now. And mm-hmm. I know, like, you know, we the guys we have on our list, we're gonna go over here in a second. But, like, watching the Chiefs, like, thank God they have a defense right now. Their defense has been outstanding. They it has the been Miami Dolphins to fourteen mm-hmm. points. Yeah, they're winning games like, defensively. God, that's just impressive. And, you know, I heard, I think it was uh, Mitch Holtis just said, like, you're looking at this defense, and it reminds you of the mid '90s defense with Schottenheimer. And you're like, all right, like, pretty neat. 
Mm-hmm. Love that. Yeah. Hey, my pick for the MVP goes to Lamar Jackson. I, I think that he's been playing lights out this year. And I believe we talked, maybe we talked about it on the podcast, maybe it wasn't on the podcast, about the Ravens just being kind of like overlooked. Like, hey, yeah. this is a team that's really good. They're winning a lot of games, but nobody's talking about them. That's not the case anymore. Uh, not after the last two weeks. They have blown out their opponents. They look absolutely amazing. Like I said, so does Lamar Jackson. Like, they're scary. Mm-hmm. Good. And someone said today on TV, I don't know who it was, I just saw it on Instagram, it was like, yeah, the Baltimore Ravens are the best team in the NFL right now. And the best part of this, and this is the best part of the NFL too, is that that answer is going to change in another two weeks. Oh, yeah, for it, sure. It, two weeks ago, it was the, the Lions. Well, it, it will change where everybody will say, yeah, it's the Ravens for sure. Yep. You know, mm-hmm. like it, but it could. It could. They could fall off after wins that they've had recently. I guess it's been the last three weeks. They beat the Lions 38-6, to and that's when – I, at least myself, and yeah. I think other people were like, "Oh, you, you yeah, gotta put us on like, notice." <laughs> yeah, like how'd you do that? And then to do it again to the Seahawks this weekend, thirty-seven to three, like that's a good Seahawks team. I even went and checked their record when I saw the score. It's like, aren't the Seahawks good? They were five and two coming into this yeah. game, and the Ravens just looked very good. I, I think Lamar Jackson's numbers weren't super impressive from Sunday, but, sucked, but he didn't have to be mm-hmm. outstanding and they're still winning games, which might even be the scarier thing. If you're not a Ravens and, fan, I mean, you lose JK Dobbins again. Mm-hmm. Did they lose JK Dobbins? Right. Injury. Yeah. Anyways, Gus Edwards, six touchdowns in the last two weeks. Mm-hmm. That's, That's impressive. But at the same time, we got to realize that they're not gonna be able to carry that. And if they do, Gus Edwards is the MVP and this conversation changes in the next five, six weeks. If God Ed- Gus Edwards continues at this pace, because he has just been unstoppable on the goal line. Mm-hmm. But with that, in the Ravens, this is the only part I'm hesitant with it, because I feel like we say this every year heading into November, and then once we reach December, it's Lamar Jackson's missing a game or two, or the Ravens mm-hmm. are starting to fall apart, or starting to deal with injuries. It just seems to be the recipe of recent of the Baltimore Ravens. But when it gets to a point of you're relying on Lamar Jackson to be your primary guy to lead you up and down the field, that's when things start to hinder. I know I've gone back and forth <laughs> on Lamar Jackson several times. And I'm out again. No, I'm a believer <laughs> of him, but I'm not trying to just be like, boom, Lamar Jackson, this is the mm. dude. He's fine. He's like, prove it. Like, last through December. Yeah, like, this is your make year. Make it happen. Make a run. Yeah. Go no, no more poop gate. Exactly. Like, because stay a guy on the that field. I, a guy that I shouted on a couple years ago, and then I was like, well, see if you can continue to develop and get better, Jalen Hurts. Guess what? He has. Yeah. And he's a guy that I have for my MVP right now because he is mm-hmm. just doing whatever he wants on a football field. And I genuinely love to see it. He wants to run the ball, he's going to run. This tush push, the Bengals tried to do that last night, and <laughs> yep. Joe Burrow got racked in the nuts and then thrown down like a rag doll. <laughs> he did. And it's like, that's not happening to Jalen Hurts. I know Ever. it's not. Ever. Because like, the Eagles been you doing could this. hit him in the nuts and he'd be like, didn't even hurt. Yeah. Wham, and just still run. Yeah. Over. By the way, yeah, I picked up two yards after. Exactly. That. Oh, and then the next play is going to be a 30 yard bomb mm-hmm. back shoulder front corner of the end zone to A.J. Brown, who's yeah. inevitably going to catch it and we're going to score again. Yeah, I think that's a really good pick. And I, I've always been a Jalen Hurts guy. It's nice to see him even develop more like he got paid Mm -hmm. and i think a lot of times with guys not so much jalen hurts but you have to worry like what's going to happen to his production after he got paid yeah once they've made it essentially like he's having a a career year like it's not a contract year it's the first year of his contract he's secured the the same thing with like a tyreek hill every reason to just be chilling out in miami doing it dude is just Mm -hmm. having 
I mean, it's incredible. He should probably be on the list for MVP as well. Yeah, and you kind of mentioned it earlier too. Some of these guys should be up there for MVP. Uh, if you play receiver in the NFL, you just won't be. Uh, but <laughs> offensive player of the year, I did put Tyreek Hill just because he is on a crazy pace. And I think if Tua stays healthy this year, because he didn't last year, yep. Tyreek was having a very similar season. If Tua stays healthy this year, I, I think we're going to see uh, Tyreek Hill go for 2,000 yards. I mean, the guy has 69 catches, 1,076 yards, and eight touchdowns. That's a Pro Bowl year. Yeah. I and mean, it's halfway yeah, done. Okay. <laughs> I was like, yeah, well, done. It's like, oh, no, that's still halfway through the year. That's not a full season of production. Right. Because you're exactly right. And the guy that I have on my list who's having just as an impressive of year is A.J. Brown. I mean, mm-hmm. the last month of October that he just had was phenomenal. He just dominated in every aspect in the receiver position. And you're sitting here looking at the Eagles, and you're like, I don't think it's going to slow down anytime soon. Tough yeah. game last week or yesterday against the Cowboys. You come out victorious. That's a full team win there. Yeah. Like, that's just, the Eagles are just, they're terrifying. I mean, it's generally yeah. the best way to I was working on a mock draft today, and I just, I went ahead and put them at 32. I know, I know there's other teams that you could put there at 32, yeah. but they look so damn good right now. Previous years, me, I'd be pissed at you. Uh-huh. Me now, there ain't no way that you should make the Super Bowl. This they, offense ain't making it to the You got to figure it out offensively. Yeah, like, because, like, you watched the Bengals last night. Joe Burrow's back. They're mm-hmm. back. They, yeah. did, they did whatever they wanted to last night, running the ball mm-hmm. and throwing the ball. And the Bills, the AFC East is wide open. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you, here's my crazy thing, and I know that there's the whole nobody wants to hear about your fantasy football team. Mm-hmm. My fantasy team has been absolutely trash this year. My record is 2-6. and six. I am, I'm going to win this week. I have Joe Burrow. Christian McCaffrey and AJ Brown. I've won two games. Isn't that just stupid. It's so. It's not real football. Yeah. <laughs> it's what we call fantasy because the people who win it are never winning in life. Right. It's just it's totally stupid. Kidding. Like I have three of the like top guys at the best positions. <laughs> yeah. Absolute like, trash. MVP team. front runners possibly by the end of the year. Yeah. My fantasy team sucks. Mm-hmm. It is. It's impressive what the Bengals have been doing. I've hated on Joe Burrow as well. Uh, it seems like that calf injury was really affecting him because <laughs> yeah. he's back. They did have a little highlight package, and I'm sure you saw it at the game last night. I was like, this is how Joe Burrow was moving in the pocket at the beginning mm-hmm. of the year, and this is how he's moving yep. now. And you're just like, boy, okay, calf does have like a big mm-hmm. effect on yeah. how you play the quarterback position. Yeah. It turns out your calves help you move <laughs> uh, a lot. Yeah, in the Bengals, they do. They look really good. And even at the beginning of the year, I think a lot of people were trying to say it. Like, hey, this is how they start. Mm-hmm. They start slow. Burrow's hurt. Don't freak out. I don't think I was one of those people. I was like, ha-ha, look at the Bengals. They suck. Yeah. Burrow gets paid. Now he's trash. Not so much anymore. <laughs> so I'll own that one. Uh, defensive player of the year, though, I think there's a lot of guys that are right there in it. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, you have Max Crosby. I yeah. picked Miles Garrett. And I think TJ Watt is right there yeah, as I had well. Yeah, initially, and then I was mm-hmm. like, you know what? Max Crosby's a guy who's who probably could have been defensive player of the year a couple of years ago and didn't get recognized, like defensive rookie of the year, didn't get it. And then he's just gotten better every single year. But there was a Raiders game prime time a couple of weeks ago, I think it was against the Lions, and he pretty much just shut the whole game down. Yeah. And you're just sitting here looking at him like, dang, like Max Crosby is just always around the ball, always at the quarterback, always making plays. But we just continue to be like, oh, yeah, it's Max Crosby, it's whatever, the Raiders stink, like we won't talk about him anymore. But Yeah. It, Micah Parsons is another dude that's up there. He's got seven and a half sacks. Uh, the other guys we mentioned all have nine and a half sacks. He's the betting favorite right now to win the award. 
uh, for Defensive Player of the Year. Uh, I'll stick with our picks that we made, though. I, I do like those. And I'm, I've always been a T.J. Watt fan, so I'd be more than yeah. happy to see him yep. kind of bounce back and win that award again. Uh, let's move on, though. Rookie of the Year. It's got to be C.J. Stroud. I know that a lot of times you put your picks in and you're like, oh, I'm just trying to be different. Yep. It's, it's going to be C.J. It's a clear. I mean, especially after this weekend. Like, just five touchdowns, 450-some yards throwing mm-hmm. the ball. And the week before you're playing the number one pick and you still find you got out a win against the Panthers as well, too. Yep. Uh, it's just – did they – actually, did they beat the Panthers? I think the Panthers might I think the Panthers won. Yep, excuse me. But C.J. Stroud still played Yes. Well. And you just – you're sitting there looking at C.J. Stroud and you're looking at the Texans and going – Thank God they made the right decision. Because yeah. then you go and then you help your defense with Will Anderson, and you're looking at D'Amico Ryan as the head coach as well, and you're going, they have the right pieces moving forward. They really do. And like, I, good for them. I think a lot of people ended, yeah, yeah. I've been waiting for the Texans. Like, okay, you had all these picks. When are we going to start to see some production from yep. it? You have a rookie quarterback, and you're 4-4 four and four so far this year. That's – outstanding mm-hmm. and for D'Amico Ryans as well to come in as a rookie coach uh, you look at some of the teams that they beat it's not super impressive they, they beat Tampa Bay this weekend but that's a team that was in the Super Bowl not too long ago like yeah. they they're probably a quarterback away from winning this division it was in comeback fashion like that last mm-hmm. drive if you've not seen that I definitely recommend going and watching it because he just made throw after throw and that touchdown yep. pass like that's a ballsy throw to make for any quarterback in the league, especially a rookie playing for the Texans when the guy you're throwing to is like, you've only played together for about eight weeks. Right, yeah, you barely know each other. But Tank Dell, he was the receiver on about three of those passes on that last drive. Yeah. That's a name to keep an eye on. Moving Him and too. Nico Collins both look really hey, good. My so guy Nico, yep. He's healthy. Yeah. That's the difference. Yeah, the Texans and C.J. Stroud, though, it – it does. It's early. It's very early mm-hmm. in their careers. It looks like the Texans made the right move on getting C.J. Stroud, yep. which I know you were not a big Bryce Young guy. Yeah, I was not Bryce Young. I, was, I thought you were about to say I wasn't C.J. Stroud. I was like, ooh, hey, pump up, pause. Nope. You... C.J. Stroud did not like Bryce Young. And, and then don't want to be that guy, but I'm kind of right on it. So far. I mean, when you look at it, Panthers Bryce don't Young, have shit, but they, have, they have nothing around it, but they also don't have any picks like coming up. Mm-hmm. And as much as it sucks, Bryce Young might be really good. But if you don't surround him with good pieces, he's going to look like trash. And then that's going to make you even more right. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry about you, Bryce Young. You might have landed in a terrible situation. Can you pick it? Hard to separate you right now. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I mean, Bryce Young is, he's one in six as a starter. He missed one game. He's thrown for 1,300 yards, eight touchdowns, and seven interceptions. CJ Stroud is four and four, thrown for 2,200 yards. 14 touchdowns and just one interception. a boy. I mean, those are those are crazy numbers to come in as a rookie. And, so uh, call me uh, NFL QB scout. Yeah, I, I think that's what you did last year. And I like those young receivers that they have. They don't even have like a legit number one receiver. No, you know? and like, that's kind of the other neat thing too for the Texans is um, your tight end Dalton Schultz. You went and got him in free agency from the Cowboys, and he's kind of had like a quiet year, hasn't really mm-hmm. had explosive. This was his like breakout game for the Texans. Like, you can tell him and C.J. Stroud are now on the same page going forward, and we've seen it with our Kansas City Chiefs. If you get yourself a tight end that your quarterback can rely on and be a safety blanket no matter what's going on in the game and help you move the chains, your offense is going to be more deadly. You're going to be more uh, versatile in what you're able to do moving forward and running the ball, getting things rolling, play action, yada, yada, yada. The, the, excuse me, the Texans now have that with Dalton Schultz and C.J. Stroud, and then you throw on a, a fast mini receiver with Tank Dell – and a guy that can help stretch the field and make those 50-50 catches, and Nico Collins, 
yeah, you got yourself a little mixture that's pretty nice. Mm-hmm. You just need to get Damian Pierce also running the ball efficiently because we've not seen that yet this year. Yeah. And my fantasy team hates it. <laughs> yeah, one of those guys that you draft and Yeah, it's right there in the second round, sitting on my bench, ain't doing shit. Mm. Yeah. Hate to see it. Uh, <laughs> let's talk about coach of the year, too, though. I don't hate to see it because we are in the same league. Yeah. And, sorry, but you being unsuccessful really helps me in the long run. Well, but also, I like. successful this year. I don't know if you've noticed. I am not. I am about to be three and six <laughs> with an MVP quarterback, the best running back, and the best receiver in the league. It makes no sense. Sorry, it's a great draft, but you know, this, yeah, those matchups. You know, Seasons aren't one in the draft room. <laughs> what are you gonna do? Well, I'm gonna catch. It, it's gonna catch on. Yeah, and my guys are gonna start to and smoke me in the first round, and I'm gonna be out. Sitting here <laughs> yeah. talking shit. It's gonna come back and bite me. That's yeah. my luck. Uh, uh, good coaches can do that. And coach of the year this year. Uh, I went with Mike Tomlin just because I actually think the Steelers are pretty much trash, but they're still five and three. What's up with Najee Harris? The just, offensive line is terrible. Is that it, though? I mean, I feel like we've seen running backs with bad offensive lines, and the running backs mm-hmm. don't make Like Christian McCaffrey in Carolina. I don't yeah. feel like we ever looked at that and said, man, Carolina has one of the best offensive lines in the league. Yeah. Christian McCaffrey still making things happen. Najee Harris doesn't do jack. No. He's not really catching the ball that much out of the backfield this year, I don't think. Because then, like, Warren runs the ball, and we see him run effectively. Right. We're seeing him get yards and touchdowns and mm-hmm. making plays after the catch. Yeah. It, it's tough when you're taking that many touches. And he just he's not been super productive. When you look at like yards per attempt, he's hovering. He's at three point eight. That's not good. You want to be north of four. Yeah, you know, we run four and a half. What's Warren at? If you have the it is good. I don't have his. No worries. Um, but it is. It's weird to see because we kind of anointed him early, right from the start at Alabama. Of, of like, yeah, this guy's going to be. He threw around that title of like generational talent, and he's just he hasn't been. Like, if it weren't for guys like Bijan Robinson. You would probably be looking back at Najee saying, like, hey, this is why we don't draft running backs in the first round. Mm-hmm. And he seems like a really good kid. I, I'm sure that he's a great person, but he just hasn't been Yeah, I mean, everyone talks what he was about supposed his personality to and how great he is off the field. But on the field, you've really not. And he's huge, too. Like, this is a big mm-hmm. kid playing running back. Jalen Warren is averaging 4.7 yards a carry behind the same offensive line. Yep. And so that's, it's tough to see. Jalen Warren also has 29 catches compared to Najee Harris's 15. And one of the things that was highlighted about Najee coming out was like, hey, his hands are great. Yeah. You could play him in the slot if you wanted to. Like he's big, he checks every box and he just, they haven't got things going. Kenny Pickett, I know you're not a believer in him. I'm not a believer in him either. There's just, that's why I'm giving it to Mike Tomlin. Like this team should not be five and three. Is it their offensive coordinator? Because, you know, you get those suggested posts, like, through every bit of social media now. You don't ever get to see who you're actually freaking following anymore. Mm-hmm. And I keep getting these Pittsburgh Steelers ones that are, like, just shitting on their offensive coordinator and the fact that, you know, they're celebrating a win and you got Boswell being like, well, it ain't because of you, I can tell you that. <laughs> and he's, like, sitting there talking directly to the offensive coordinator. Mm-hmm. Or you see something happen with the Steelers have a successful run and then it goes to the play caller's box up at the top with the offensive call coordinator, excuse me, and he's not reacting, and people are going, did Kenny Pickett audible out of the play? And then they scored off mm-hmm. of it, so he's pissed at it and not because they ran his play. I, I'm i throwing conspiracy theory out there, hypotheticals with it. Mm-hmm. But like, if that is the case and it truly is the offensive coordinator, yeah. hopefully Mike Tomlin sees that. And right. You do have I – mean, you got George Pickens. You got Najee Harris. You got Warren. Deontay Johnson. Allen Robinson. <laughs> yeah, like you have all these names on your offense, and it's just not what it should be. Hmm. 
No. And I think they've done a good job in the draft. They, they always do mm-hmm. uh, of finding these guys. I, and I still think Najee Harris is talented, but maybe it is the offensive coordinator. I, I blame the offensive line. Maybe it's the offensive coordinator. I haven't watched the Steelers that close to be like, yeah. hey, here's your problem. I can't be confident what I'm saying right? here because I'm the same. Yeah, but I went with Mike Tomlin. But um, your pick, I, I really like your pick too. Nick Sirianni. He just continues to impress. I guess I'm an Eagles fan for some reason. Don't you love when that happens? AJ Brown, Nick Sirianni. I Uh shat on this team all last year. I don't believe you guys are saying this is the best team on paper. Best team on paper. Yeah. NFL. You know what I mean? Super Bowl. Yeah. This year, man, you actually got a lot of guys here. Not that bad. (laughs) Yep. It it happens to you quickly. Um, I like that, though, because one thing that we always talk about on the podcast is what are you going to do now that you have the target on your back? Yeah. You're not surprising anybody anymore. What are you going to do? You're eight and one Mm -hmm. and you're controlling games. I just love his personality to bounce back after an awful opening presser of being named the head coach of the Philadelphia Eagles. And you just botch that. And then you come in now and like, you're emotional on the sideline. Like you react with your players, you celebrate with your players. You're celebrating walking off the field. Like you're yelling at your lead communications guy. Like, what do you think about that, Bob? All the way from the field into the locker room. Like I eat that shit up. Mm-hmm. Like, I think that's hilarious. Like if I'm a player and I'm looking at my head coach and he's celebrating it just as pumped up as we are. Yeah. I'm in. If it's Bill Belichick, just like, we just want a big game and we come in and you're going to shit on what we're doing. Oh, all right, thanks for taking the freaking fun out of it. Yeah, I think outside of the Kansas City Chiefs, we're both Chiefs fans. Mm-hmm. Outside of the Kansas City Chiefs in the Super Bowl, I'm rooting for the Eagles. Yeah. I over mean. any other team other than the Kansas City Chiefs because I want to see Jalen Hurts get one. I want to see Sirianni get one after so many people shit on him, probably myself included, yeah. over his weird well. yeah, yeah, over his weird press conference. And Howie Roseman might be the best GM in the NFL. He's done it twice now. Yeah. When you were the GM, you got fired uh-huh. by Chip Kelly, and then you come in, get your team to a Super Bowl, and you win it with Nick Foles as your quarterback. Yep. Good for you to be able to find that. Then you mm-hmm. fire Peterson. Yeah. And you you miss on, kind of miss on a quarterback. Yeah. You're able to keep your job and find a new one. In the second round. That's impressive. <laughs> and then find the coach that's like, this is the offense we can run and be successful. And then you still make trades throughout the – you trade for A.J. Brown. Mm-hmm. You trade for DeAndre Swift. A lot of people hated that trade. Yes. It, but too. it's kind of like, well, maybe he was just hated in Detroit because he wasn't that power back that they want him to be with Deuce Staley. Look mm-hmm. how that's working out in Carolina right now, right? Yeah. And it's like, it's not. Yeah. So it's just – You bring in Darius Slay mm-hmm. also, Kevin Byard. Yep. You made some Chauncey Gardner. Uh, no, he went. He was there. He went to the Lions. Excuse me. Mm-hmm. But they still, like, you're able to just go get guys that help continue. And then you nail the draft. Now, granted, you're drafting Georgia Bulldogs. Mm-hmm. You're still winning those draft picks. Yeah. It's just it's hard not to root for the Eagles. And I'm sitting here trying to think like, what are the teams in the league am I rooting for outside of the Chiefs? The Eagles clearly. I don't know if there's really anybody else. Like the Niners, kind of. But for me, like, it's like kind of the Dolphins. I'm kind of swinging background on Mike McDaniel, I kind of where mean, last I, year he was annoying to me. Yeah. Now I, I'm seeing the funny <laughs> side. He walked up to the press conference in G- Germany, and he's like, Guten Tag or whatever yeah. they say. And then like nobody responds. He was like, all right. Anyways, how are we doing today? It was like, how was no one else laughing? Like, that's hilarious. Or just running into him at the combine and being like, hey, I'd love to continue this conversation, yeah. fellas, but I really got to take a piss. Like, unless you guys want a golden shower, I got to pee. And it's just like, <laughs> yeah. he really just said that? You are a head coach. And then, he was, and then he disappeared. Like, he was literally gone the rest of the night. I didn't mm-hmm. see him anymore. No. He... Jane Slater, what's up? I know he made eye contact. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I know you're faster than me, but that's all right. She is. What'd she run her 40 in? Was Who it... cares? It wasn't under five, was it? 
pretty close. That's fast. It is. Yeah, it's faster than most people think. <laughs> Four yeah, seven blazing. My I guess guy. was she at like five two? Yeah, I think so. Something like that. I don't remember. It was fast. Um, but I Nick Sirianni, your pick. Mike Tomlin, mine. I also wanted to give like a hat tip to Dan Campbell. Like mm-hmm. I know that the Lions have had a couple rough games. You're still sitting at six and two. You're winning your division. And it doesn't look close. I mean, the Vikings are right there. They're five and four now, but it doesn't look like they're going to get any better. Kirk Cousins tears his Achilles tendon. Like, congratulations to Josh Dobbs coming in and being good. Can you do that again? Like, how many times can we count on you that magic? The Falcons too, right? So, like, it's a good story. Mm-hmm. Happy for you. How often can you really do that again? And then the Packers don't look that great, and the Bears look awful. And I'm right there with you. And speaking of NFC, NFC and the quarterback situation, you know, Kyler Murray is set to start this next week. Mm-hmm. And I just saw this little tidbit that you have next to it. It's kind of hilarious. Call of Duty Day. Yeah. Is it really the same day? I don't know. Like, when is it? I know that it's usually in November, right? It'll I don't play Call up. of Duty. I, don't, I haven't played it in a long <laughs> I've gotten the last three games. Uh-huh. This is going to be hysterical. But you're, they're making a move. And they said um, – as long as there's not a setback at practice, Kyler Murray God, should start on Call Sunday. <laughs> Did they look to see when does Call of Duty come out? Because I didn't forget about Kyler <laughs> and his Call of Duty obsession. But he is set to start. Uh, I, I, <laughs> You're kidding me. <laughs> November 10th. <laughs> <laughs> oh, lost him. He's going to have a setback at practice. Oh, man. <laughs> All this talk for nothing. He just wasn't feeling good. He's out <laughs> yeah, with the nose. Yeah, just didn't want to test it. God, I <laughs> hope they have someone in that building paying attention. Yeah, just monitoring his Xbox or and whatever. The most recent one, there was a Modern Warfare 2 uh, was released on October 28th of 2020. So that was last year, excuse me. But this next one, Modern Warfare 3, is released on November 10th, 2023. Sorry about your Cardinals. But God, that's so freaking Silver funny. lining, you're going to get the first overall pick in the NFL draft. <laughs> And it sounds like Caleb Williams doesn't want to play for you. So Kyler Murray, job pretty secure. Yeah, I mean. In Arizona. Golly. He's going to be gone the whole weekend, dude. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Is, is it a home game? Do you have their schedule pulled up? I don't, but I mean. Because a home game's dangerous. If you're on the road, you're fine because he's going to be bed checks and stuff. So maybe we just be like, hey, no game systems in the hotel this week. They play course. at home against the Falcons. You control that. He's up all night, Friday and Saturday. Mm-hmm. Good luck. Watching a lick of tape. Good luck. Maybe they should have kept Josh Dobbs. He's out there creating magic. The Cardinals are one and eight right now. I think that's kind of. Is there a way we can find? I would just love to get in contact with someone from the Cardinals and be like, "Hey, track his iPad time this weekend." Yeah. Just see what happens. There's no way they would put that out there because it's going to be bad. Yeah, but like, I would love to just know personally. That's one thing. Mm -hmm. Is just I wish I had that connection. Be like, "Hey, what's his iPad time?" Mm Mm-hmm. Compared to everyone else's on the team. Yeah. That. Yeah. Compared to like your backup quarterback. Because by the time you reach Friday night, you usually pretty much gone through everything, right? You're just kind of doing last touches or scout, like or studying on your own. And maybe I'm wrong. Wasn't he a guy too that a couple of years ago that he's like, no, I'm not really a film guy. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Because yeah, they were monitoring his mm-hmm. iPad or whatever. He's like, I'm not really a film I guy. I just go out there and play. It's like, clearly, you <laughs> suck right Your little now. ass needs to be a film guy. <laughs> you didn't know who to run away from. Yeah, you might be able to get away with that in baseball. I don't know. But. I, heard him, I saw something the other day of like an interview of him talking, 
and I feel like I've watched his other interviews and heard him talk before, but I feel like his voice has gotten deeper, or if he's making his voice deeper now. So people he's like Carl Anthony Towns. Yes. He's like, oh, like, is there a microphone in front of me? I'm like, use my deep oh, voice. Yeah, I mean, you just kind of want to <laughs> He turns into Shaq. Yeah, we played real good <laughs> last night. What it is, is like, the voice doesn't match the size here, but I also know you're lying about how deep your voice is right now. Like, I've not heard you speak normal outside of this, but I know <laughs> that's not it. Yeah, so Kyler Murray, supposed to start. Fake. We'll keep an eye on it. Um, and then it came out today, Daniel Jones did tear his ACL. That's a tough look uh, for Daniel Jones because he has not played well this year. And he just got paid too. So. That's the good news if you're Daniel Jones. You just got paid a lot of money. And uh, – could have a chance at the first pick, right? Yeah, they could. They didn't have a trade or anything? Oh, no, they are they're drafting in, in the top though. five, right? Like his family, the Caleb Williams camp family's father mm-hmm. has already hinted at like, we might just be very choosy on where we go, where we play. Is he going to pull on Eli? Be like, hey, I want to go to the Giants. Yeah. that's It's always been and a good you're franchise. Giants, you're like, thank God. Thank mm-hmm. God this happened for us again. Yeah. <laughs> we got a guy wanting to come here. Right, because we missed on a quarterback again. <laughs> Daniel Jones is due $35 million in full guaranteed salary next year. So you are paying him, but... Tampa's going to need a quarterback. They'll, they'll right or, or I mean, he's probably not going to be able to play next year. Who knows with oh, what yeah, Aaron Rodgers right. is doing? Um, yeah, he I guess sorry, that's to, an ACL. But I mean, still the Achilles. He showed up to the stadium today with no no crutches, just walking into the tunnel with the backpack on. It's like, yeah. holy cow! Like Kevin Durant was down for like two years. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, he missed an entire first year. And given Aaron Rodgers' forearm is definitely thicker than KD's. <laughs> calf you're right about yeah that's fair <laughs> that man has the smallest ashiest calves i've ever seen <laughs> in my life coming after the ash <laughs> and i am like i'm a kd fan hey man you thought about getting a lotion promotion <laughs> sponsorship there? Yeah. you want to do something with that there's like no telling no yeah. wonder why he wears the high socks that he does <laughs> he's gonna get that covered up uh but with daniel jones I think there was already kind of talks and murmurs of like what do the giants do next year you're gonna be drafting high there's probably a way to get out of that contract. There's, I, you know, surely there is. Which is another thing that we always talk about, like the salary cap. Don't I don't care. It's not real. Mm-hmm. These teams, these GMs, they find a way to get out of it. Um, there's a potential out after the at 2025. So next year he is guaranteed a lot of money, 35 mil. That's a lot. But there's a potential out after that season. So you're only on the hook for. 35 mil next year, and then you can possibly get out of it. Do you hear yourself? It's a stupid amount of money. Only 35 mil. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I hate it because sometimes I'll see like the Instagram reel or the TikTok, mm-hmm. and I don't remember the numbers exactly, but it's like, do you know how much a million seconds is? And it's like, oh, it's like two weeks or whatever. It's like, do you know how much a billion seconds is? It's 17 years. <laughs> Have is you seen really? that? No. 17 years is a billion seconds. I'm looking it up right now. Okay, here's I'm just the gonna send be, like I'm just gonna be like day one of asking for fifty grand Jeff Bezos in your Instagram account. Uh-huh. Day two, day three, day four. He's one million it, seconds but... is twelve days. Okay. One billion seconds is thirty-two years. That's even. That's the difference in one million and a billion. And you've got people out there worth two hundred billion dollars. Like you know, when we were kids, I was like, "Man, I just want to be a millionaire." Yeah, 
Kids don't even dream about someone, that anymore. I heard someone say today, is like, oh, like we're $33 trillion in debt. And I was just like, trillion. We're throwing trillion. Oh, you want to go? Like, I can go trillion crazy. on you. You want to go a trillion seconds? Yeah. Just give me a guess. What do you think a trillion seconds? 400 is? years. <laughs> 31,000 years. God. <laughs> Man, what? Yeah. <laughs> so we've not even had a trillion seconds? Nope. Well, depending on, you know. What you think? <laughs> the Earth could be that old. It's regardless, a million is twelve days. A million seconds is twelve days. One billion seconds is thirty-two years. That's a gap. Yeah, that's a big gap. You're not even thirty-two years old. You haven't had a billion seconds. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna say, man, like, I'm not even a billion seconds years old, dude. Why am I stressing over this? I'm still young. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just barely over a billion seconds right now. What am I stressing no, about? No, I'm at 700 mils. Shut up. <laughs> but one trillion seconds, which we have trillionaires, or at least the United States is in debt. So how I don't many know. seconds are in 28 years? That's a great question for Google. <laughs> I mean, I roughly. Because I'm sneaking up on it, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, you got to be getting pretty close. How old are you? You're 28 almost? I will be turning 28, yeah. Yeah, birthday month. Yes, sir. I think that we, as a civilization, as a society, we should start celebrating our seconds and not our years. <laughs> because every second matters. God, that's just nuts. Mm -hmm. I don't even remember how we got on this topic. Oh, Daniel Jones, he's owed a lot of money. <laughs> yeah, okay. Yep. <laughs> yeah, uh, a lot. Look at it. It's what we do best. We're so on track, and then we're not. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, but we have our, our awards, our midseason awards. It, it does feel crazy. Like Even looking at now, like Super Bowl predictions, I would probably still go Eagles-Chiefs, but I think I would pick the Eagles to win. But that, that feels like too easy. You're thinking a repeat for the Super Bowl? Yeah, if I had to make a prediction right now. Yeah. I just don't know that the Ravens, <laughs> this is crazy. I don't know that the Ravens have the offense to beat the Chiefs. Because that defense is playing yeah. so good. I just worry about the Bengals again. Like mm -hmm. the Bills. Like I'm not worried about the Bills. Anymore. Gosh, the Bills. They're looking like, rough. Josh Allen plays up and down to whoever he plays. But then it's like when you get like a really, really good team, he tries to do way too much and it kills mm -hmm. him. Even last night, well, I think he threw one interception or maybe more. Mm -hmm. But one of the interceptions he threw, it's the, like, why are you throwing that ball? Yeah. Right there. Like it's you're throwing into coverage. <laughs> That's a stupid play. Mm -hmm. But, like, with the Dolphins, I worry about facing them again if you run into the playoffs. Like, you know, they've been dealing with a lot of injuries themselves, but, like, they were so close to making several plays. Mm -hmm. And, you know, you don't get one silly little fumble to return for a touchdown with the Chiefs. That's a tight ball game. You were probably going into overtime, and it might be a different story then. Mm -hmm. Yeah, the Bengals look very good right now. Yeah. Bills I'm not worried about anymore. They're 5-4. and four. I want to see this next matchup with the Bengals and the Ravens to really get, like, a, an idea of mm -hmm. – who's really going to win that division. Yeah. Because I think it's safe to say the Steelers are out of it now. Right. The Browns, well, like, maybe they're not out of it, but... The crazy thing is, that right now, the Steelers, the Browns, and the Bengals are all tied at 5-3. and three. Everybody in that division is north of 500, well north of 500. And then you have the Ravens sitting there at 7-2. and two. Yep. That is just a, that is a deep division. We knew it was going to be, but it's still crazy. Yeah. It's like, hey, here are the numbers. And what are the Chiefs, 8-1 and one or 7-1? The Chiefs are seven and two. Seven and two. Oh yeah. Mm -hmm. Yep. Then you have teams like the Eagles. They're eight and one. 
the Lions are six and two. The NFC North, no one cares about. Uh, and then the 49ers are five and three right now. Uh, not looking great. Like they look very, very vulnerable. So we'll I see what Chris Senza said something along the lines of like three weeks ago, we were saying Brock Purdy might be the next Tom Brady. And now we're saying the 49ers stink and they need to get a new quarterback. Right. Yeah. That happens so quickly, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I mean, they. Like, is Kyle Shanahan really going to look at Kirk Cousins as a free agent and be like, not bringing that guy in? Like, yeah. the guy you loved mm-hmm. in Washington, the guy you wanted to draft, you put him on the 49ers and, like, they they are contending for a Super Bowl. Can they afford him, though? They should be able to because they're not paying any other quarterbacks. Yeah. I don't know what their cap situation looks like. And I don't think Kirk Cousins would because he never really has before, like, Hey, take a little bit of a cheap deal here, Kurt. Yeah, it's still going to be fully guaranteed. You're coming that off seems of to an be injury. He's worried, like I shouldn't say mm-hmm. worried about, but concerned with, or is a priority for him. Yeah, which is smart. I mm-hmm. mean, now he's sitting there, he's doing just fine for himself. He's so he's so rich. Oh yeah, I mean, good. He is. I mean, we've talked about it for years. Like good and for he him. He literally shops at Kohl's, so he's saving all of his money. He's not mm-hmm. buying stupid brands and stuff. The so they did a lot of restructuring. I just did a quick Google search. They did a lot of restructuring of the guys like George Kittle and Trent Williams. And by doing so, San Francisco now has the most cap space in the NFL. This was as of September. They have $40 million, So they can afford Golly. Kirk Cousins. Is there another quarterback that they could go and get that we're just overlooking? That would be As far as free right agency, I don't think so. Maybe not free agency, but like a team that just kind of realized, like, all right, we've reached the point this. It's not going to work Baker Mayfield. Rebuild or rebuild. Yeah. No, they would keep yeah. they'd keep Purdy. Part of me is like it feels bad for Brock Purdy. Part of me is like, yeah, it's about time because I didn't <laughs> think this guy was good. <laughs> but they play the Jaguars uh, coming up. We'll see what he looks like. Maybe they have a bounce back game. Maybe Christian yeah. McCaffrey goes off coming I off Trevor of a bye to do something too. Like, yeah, that just that's crazy to think about. Is you're just we're waiting for Trevor Lawrence was deemed like the next dude. Oh yeah, coming in and. We're seeing more out of C.J. Stroud than I feel like we've ever seen out of Trevor Lawrence. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't, I don't want that to be real hot takey, but no, he's got the weapons. About it. Yeah. Yeah, you've got the talent around you. He kind of needs to take that next step. He's got the offensive coach, mm-hmm. Doug Peterson. Yep. He does. He kind of needs to take that next step because I don't want to say that he's bust because he's no. not. But he's he's, he's, all, he's not living up to yeah. that expectation that a lot of people had for him, which is maybe maybe it's unfair. I don't know, but I agree with you. You kind of need to see more uh, out of him. But uh, I think that's it for us today. We appreciate you guys joining us. As always, it's nice to get on here halfway through uh, the NFL season. We're going to have to find something new to talk about in just like eight or nine weeks. Yeah. Congrats to the Texas Rangers on winning the World Series. Yeah. yeah I don't think we we didn't do that last week. No. Mm-mm. No. It was kind of a boring World Series. It kind of was. Like, I know you were kind of rooting for the Rangers, mm-hmm. right? But yeah, I mean, I snuck into the stadium, got to walk around. It definitely became a fan yeah. after that. <laughs> yeah, and then, but then like having the Diamondbacks. I was back. rooting for the Rangers. Was I said Rangers Phillies? Man, I was so close. <laughs> Halfway <laughs> there. Yep. <laughs> you get them next time. Darn. Yeah. Hey, don't worry about it though, because next year Royals win in the World Series. Yes, sir. I do have. I think the NFL, or sorry, not the NFL, MLB. Are they putting out odds soon? Sorry, I'm trying to look at things. No, they should be doing their awards very soon. Awards? Yeah, MVP awards. I have a oh. big Shohei Otani winning the MVP bet. 
Oh. And I need that thing to cash out. <laughs> Christmas. I want that money. <laughs> like, where are we at on those awards? Because I, I want I kind it. of forgot about the awards, to be honest with you. Yeah. Why yeah. does it take so long for baseball? Like, just get that over with. I know. Like, do it in the playoffs. Like, I know that you're probably wanting to focus on the games and what you're doing. Like, we probably know who's going to win. Otani's going to win the AL MVP. Acuna Jr. is going to win the NL MVP. Mm-hmm. What are we waiting for? Why are we in November? Like nobody's. I love baseball. Nobody's paying attention to it no. anymore. Nope. They, like Jeff Pass and I have his tweet notification. They're talking about trades and stuff today. He's like, I don't care, Jeff. It's no. It's November right here. I don't care about baseball at this point in time. No. Yeah, I don't care what players uh, got the qualifying offer. Like, <laughs> congratulations to Aaron Nola. Don't, don't care. Tell yep. me what any team in the NFL is doing or even the NBA <laughs> over that information. Yep. But I would really like to have that back cash. So um, MLB, if you're listening, just go ahead and put those awards through. Oh, uh, wow. <laughs> but we do appreciate guys. Uh, listen, we'll be back at it next week, uh, breaking down more NFL, more college football. Maybe Michigan will be uh, put on probation by then. Who knows? But we appreciate you guys. and We'll talk to you all next time.